This is Against All Enemies, a show about threats to American democracy. Political violence is on the rise. An alarming percentage of Americans believe they may have to take up arms against their neighbors. Some are already doing so. Every weekday, Against All Enemies highlights the activities of extremist organizations and their enablers. Our goal is to educate, not to alarm. The threats are real. But if we know what we're up against, together we can beat them. It's Ken Harbaugh with Against All Enemies. I'm going to start with a clip of an interview with a Trump supporter at a recent campaign rally. I'll share my thoughts afterwards. Good, good. I'm here to, to guarantee Trump gets back in and get rid of the corruption that's in the White House right now. It's a disgrace. He's a just Joe Biden's a disgrace to this country. He's a disgrace, and so are all the uh, so the left and the uh, rhinos, the globalists. They kill them all. I agree with you on that, ma'am. You heard him say it, right? Kill them all. And the reporter agreed with him. We have talked a lot on this show and on Burn the Boats about the normalization of political violence. This is what we mean. There will always be people with violent tendencies in our society. There will always be people capable of exercising those tendencies when they feel provoked. What's different and dangerous about the moment we're living in is that it has become acceptable to express the desire to physically harm, even kill, your political enemies. We had Rachel Kleinfeld on Burn the Boats recently, who talked about the surge in the rhetoric of political violence and targeted hate. Here's a brief clip from our conversation. You know, Abraham Lincoln predicted the Civil War decades before it happened. He famously gave a speech saying that America would never die at the hands of foreign enemies, but we might die by suicide. And it's because he saw targeted hate. It was a speech right after um, a series of lynchings and kind of mob actions against African-Americans. And he could see the rule of law decline and how that could lead eventually to civil war. And and that's what we're seeing now. We're seeing political violence up five times, threats against members of Congress up 10 times, that kind of thing. You you referenced these indicators of impending civil war. And there's this checklist that's been making the rounds that is, has become quite popular. What are some of the other items on that, that checklist that last time I looked at it, every box was, was ticked when you, when you think about countries that have the, the preconditions set for massive civil strife? Yeah, I held a conference with a group called the Bridging Divides Initiative in 2019, the fall of 2019, where uh, Neil and Parker, who now works with Search for Common Ground, created a checklist based on international factors that led to civil war. And even then, a lot of those things were checked. A lot of those boxes were checked, and it's, it's worse now. Um, one thing you look at is um, polarization, not just of political parties, but a real factionalization or a fractionalization of their um, constituencies by identity. The more those identities are stacked, the more problematic. So um, if you're voting for a political party, but you could look like anything, that's not so dangerous. But if you know by looking at someone what political party they're likely to vote for, that's more dangerous. And if you know by knowing someone's religion what political party they'll vote for, where someone lives, that's even more dangerous. And we're starting to see that. So these stacked identities where you're race, your religion, your gender even, and so on, um, are all forming a kind of composite identity that makes you much more, um, much more risky. When you start seeing political leaders who are willing to then play on that composite identity to build an us-them kind of polarization, 
um, that becomes pretty risky. Conflict entrepreneurs play a really big role in civil war. Um, they tend to start coming from both sides. Right now, we're mostly seeing them from the right. If we start seeing more from the left of these conflict entrepreneurs, that'll be even more dangerous. The structure of violence, I should say, is very different on the right and the left, which is why I think the right expects it more. The right is getting these conflict entrepreneurs. They're getting these signals um, that their identity is so much under threat. On the left, partisan Democrats are actually um, much less willing to justify violence than people of the left who don't see themselves as democratic. People on the left who see themselves as kind of too progressive for the Democratic Party are more likely to justify violence. And I think that discrepancy um, means that we're not, we're not quite equal. We're not at a kind of equal civil war standing. One side is much more uh, belligerent than the other, as it were. Hey, everyone. Thanks for watching. I am about to make a pitch for literally my favorite startup in the world. It's called Storied Hats, and it is revolutionizing the apparel industry, starting with hats. I wear them. My kids wear them, not only because they look great, but because Storied Hats is a great company. Every piece of this is sustainably sourced, and the hats are made in ethical fair trade facilities. This is an apparel company with a conscience. A little inside baseball here. I actually know the owner, and he's one of the best people I have ever met. You wouldn't think a hat company could change the world, but this one is trying to. Most apparel is incredibly toxic. It's not made well, and it's not made ethically. Storied hats is different. And I am told by my kids, it's also very stylish. Tons of colors, patterns, hats designed for all seasons, and the best part, no logos. If you don't want your forehead looking like a billboard, Storied Hats has you covered. Check them out at storiedhats.com and use BOATS for 15% off at checkout. That's storiedhats.com and use code BOATS at checkout. Thanks. Now, it is true, as some have pointed out, that we've been through this before as a country. We have had violent movements and terror campaigns, but you have to go back a ways to find a period when the rhetoric of political violence was sanctioned by a major party. That's the standard we need to be thinking about for historical comparisons. The times in our nation's past when the taboo against celebrating political violence has been broken by a political party have never ended well. Google the caning of Charles Sumner. I'll give you the Cliff's Notes version. He was a northern senator who, in the run-up to the Civil War, railed against slavery. And for that, he was brutally attacked on the Senate floor by a pro-slavery southern senator who nearly beat him to death. That attack has long been considered emblematic of what happens when violent rhetoric escalates and makes the leap into violent action. The culmination of that breakdown in civility was... Of course, the firing on Fort Sumter in Charleston Harbor in South Carolina. Incidentally, while I was in the Navy, I taught briefly at the Citadel in Charleston, South Carolina, whose graduates actually participated in the attack on Fort Sumter and helped ignite the Civil War. It's important to know your history, however shameful it might be. Now, back to the normalization of political violence that we're experiencing today. It might be easy to dismiss this Trump supporter as a fanatic and not representative in any way of the movement to which he belongs. I wish that were the case. Here's an audio clip of the Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, just weeks after Nancy Pelosi's husband was viciously attacked by a home intruder wielding a hammer, joking about using the Speaker's gavel to assault Nancy Pelosi herself. We went to 
This is what the normalization of political violence looks like. It's when supposedly normal people resort to the rhetoric and symbology of violence in their conversations about politics. Now, when you combine that with a cultish mindset, the unthinkable becomes thinkable. You have a weakened taboo against political violence and a movement willing to do anything for its leader. January 6th was the epitomization of that. But if you think the MAGA movement learned its lesson... It didn't. Its cultish nature has become a point of pride. I am a huge Trump supporter, and I was just told yesterday that I was part of a cult, and I'm damn proud of it. I am. Not only does he part of us, he's part of us. He truly is. And the things that they're, they're, the liberals are putting his family through is horrendous. This interview wasn't at some lunatic fringe rally held off the grid. It was a campaign event for the leading contender for the Republican presidential nomination. And here is possibly the worst clip from this rally. Before I share it, I want to say that I have enormous faith in young people's ability to organize and resist and to see through the disinformation and lies that have captured the Republican Party. You see clear evidence of that in the voting patterns of young people. But that doesn't mean they're immune to the propaganda being churned out by extremist MAGA Republicans. As infuriating as those prior clips may have been, this one is just sad. I think you'll agree. We love Trump! We love Trump! We love Trump! Let's go! Let's go! Let's go! Let's go! Let's go! Let's go! All right. Raising your kids right. Thank you, guys. And of course, the reporter, Christina Bob, had to add, raising your kids right. I am not sure what to say, <laughs> except that the truth matters, and every so often it gets through, even to people like the ones who show up at these rallies. I know this episode has been a bit of a downer, so I thought I'd sign off on a slightly lighter note. Here's a bit of that truth coming out. How excited were you when you found out there was going to be a rally here? I mean, just as excited as he was. He's the one that told me about it, so. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, First rally, too? Yes, sir. I think they're more excited than we are. Are you excited? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what are you excited for? I'm the secret body. Trump. 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 <laughs>